Escape Crisis. I'm your host, Henry Gilbert, of this podcast that is about comic books, graphic novels, and sequential art. H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. That's me. Uh, and I'm here with the regular cadre of the cut-ups that we normally have. We have Chris Antista. Happy to be here, Hank. And Brad Elston. What? Hi. Hi. Is that, your, is that your Steve Austin catchphrase? What? 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 No. I wish that the people who chant what would say what. I st- They'd say it like that. How long do you think it took Stone Cold Steve Austin to realize people were acknowledging and exalting him and not making fun of him? Mm. Hi, how are you doing? Oh, it's great. I'm the biggest fan. Well, thank you. What? <laughs> what? I don't know. He looks like such a tough guy. I don't think people would have the balls to do that. Yeah, that's true. I'm a little afraid of the man. Mm-hmm. Mm. Even though he's like, well, he'd still probably be, yeah, but he's... It's got a lot of nagging injuries. I appreciated your political correctness by saying season's greetings. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I just want people to know that I greet this season, whatever yes. that means to you. It means to us, hey, let's not work for a couple weeks. Yeah, oh, that's God. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I hope Woo! so. Woo! Can't wait so for did that. Stone Cold leave because of all these injuries, <laughs> or did he get tired of it? I or? think he left <laughs> to hunt immigrants on the border. Uh, he he definitely was, was tired of being a wrestler, but it was injuries. Like, he... His final match uh, at WrestleMania 19 was against the the Rock, and he said that he had to like go to the hospital afterwards. Wow. Like he was just in terrible shape, and he said he knew it was the last one going in, and he was so hurt afterwards. He was like, "Yeah, it was the last one." He got wow. a rare wrestling disease called Anheuser forehead from mm. all of the beer stunts. <laughs> he still came out and like drank beer and would do a stunner every once in a while and like be a, a special ref, but he never right. competed anymore. You know what's weird is that made me realize I don't know if I've ever seen him in a match. Like I all I've seen is footage ah. of him doing crazy stunts. And that's funny. Cuz I didn't watch it when it was going on. I was more WCW and then yeah. as that started falling apart rather than go to WWE, I was just like, eh, I guess I'm done with wrestling. So I don't know if I've actually even watched him wrestle a whole match. I've seen him like Beat up sure. poor milk on Booker T, but ah. like that's about it. Like not the produce section. He was a he was a fun <laughs> wrestler. There's I could pull out some matches for you if you. I would love to. I'm just the idea of him actually wrestling. I'm like he wrestled. <laughs> it's so weird. He was so much more of a brawler. He was such a good technician, and then he, really, um, Owen Hart broke his neck, and so Jesus. afterwards, like he, like he couldn't stop. Like he was like, I am more popular now than I ever am. I can't stop. But I also can't really wrestle anymore, so we just had to do this hard-hitting style, just mm. jumping on people, punching and stuff. Like, let, let me tie this into, rest, into comics. Uh-huh. Uh, there is a new WWE issue number one comic. Yes, written by Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Did you read it? I read parts of it. I read I the preview, read and it's just like, John Cena is in jail, and mm. Triple H is the town guy who offers to bail him out. Well, it's a and noir film. It is it's noir. A, yeah. And CM wow. Punk is a detective and, mm. and Undertaker is a tattoo artist. Well, and uh, Randy Orton is the DA, the corrupt <laughs> DA. And, wow, that's uh, pretty great. Alberto Del Rio is like the mayor. He's running. He's a politician. Yeah, it's but that's looks the, hysterical. I, uh, Chris Sims, who we talk about all the time on the show now, uh, he had a good review of it just pointing out that the, all these previous wrestling comic books were either trying to just draw a wrestling match, which is boring, yeah. mm-hmm. or make up some crazy superhero story that stars a, a pro wrestler instead. That's better. And then, but this is in between, where it is, it is a crazy noir story starring mm-hmm. the characters, but then when they fight each other, they then go into a wrestling oh, ring really? and wrestle. Yes. Yeah, that's weird. 
But uh, nobody comments that, like, the DA just did an RKO to a politician. They're just like, oh, he beat him up. The end. Like they They're just like uh, little yellow bars up top. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Let's face it. That was, yeah, yeah, that's, that was a fun book. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. see, this is where I wanted to air personal, personal grievances. Things. It's the only chance I have to do it on a weekly basis, Hank. Okay. Um, what's up? Well, one. In the new corner, what's one, up with Chris? I've been working so hard. To uh-huh. get all this stuff out before we go on Christmas break. Mm-hmm. Before we all get this show and a special that will air uh, during the Christmas season. Mm, I'm not sure which delightful. week. delightful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot to eat one day. And then, uh-huh. have you ever forgotten, to, have you ever not eaten for like a day or two and like your stomach shrinks and you don't get hungry? Uh, that's happened. I've done it before, yeah. Yeah, I mean that is something that happens, weird. right? Like, yeah, because there's a, there's a certain point where after you don't eat, you just you just forget. Hungry. You totally yeah. forget. Yeah, and I totally forgot. And then we had an office Christmas party, <laughs> and then my body was like, "Food, yeah, all of us, everything in your body is going to fire on all cylinders because right. we haven't seen this in like 48 hours." <laughs> and it reminds me of Unicron when he eats the planet at the beginning of Transformers movie, and his his circle lights up and he gets new power. Everything just starts moving again. Yeah, it's Perfect. so cool. It's so cool. That, that almost ties it into comics, right? Yeah, so you ate it. You ate, and then you were finally. And I'm not going to draw this out. And then. One time, like, ah, I have a normal, average, run-of-the-mill fart. You know I'm a farter. Yes. Um, and what do you think happened? Uh, I don't know. It was very... It was, was it more than fart? meets the brown eye? <laughs> it was. Yeah. The, the brown eye a... cried a tear. Ugh. It Ugh. cried a All little right. tear. Okay. And, and then so, like, well, that sucks. I'll be more careful, but still ate scantily the next day. But then I also... I also... Okay, and then I keep walking around and, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, there's... Why is my ass just leaking? There's like moisture pooling in my crotch. Ugh. All right. This is a very gross story. But then I realized, and this has been a while, I got really upset about my uh, manscaping situation. Uh I have all boxer briefs now, super tight. And I forgot that I, during, while waiting for fucking a laser time episode to export, I'm like, I don't have 16 minutes to do anything that I want to do. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to manscape the shit of myself. Mm-hmm. And I brought the razor back, like I would say, to the base of my spine <laughs> and like got rid of everything. So Oof, boy. So I had to piece this together what it was. It's like every time I get on my bike and like hustle, like the sweat now has no barrier to the bottom right. of my shorts. Oh, Ugh. It, it's all pretty gross, but yeah. it's less gross than your. I, I just, I, I just had this revelation now. So instead of like matted, swampy fur, it's 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 just turning it. But it's odorless, odorless hustle. That's what it is. What? In pulling in my shorts, it's I not. Bet it's not odorless. It's not stomach I'd like lining. To take this to a well. I'm sure it'll. it'll I'm sure it'll <laughs> develop an odor. I'm not going to tell you how I tested okay. this. Take but to I'm, an I'm sure it'll develop an odor eventually. Uh, <laughs> If just left untreated. Sweat doesn't stink inherently. That's not what sweat does. That's bacteria, friends. That's okay. farting bacteria. And But why did I hustle so much and how did I come to this realization? I wanted to try this out on you guys. We've done... Uh, uh, this is a terrible lead. And we've done taste tests uh, live on the air mm-hmm. because I got my new glasses. Uh-huh. And I wanted to see what you guys thought mm. of my new glasses. Because oh, nice. 
Brett's trying not to. Li- That's like the most insulting review, <laughs> I think, because no. I can read every aspect of your face. Right, because you say you don't wear glasses ever. So ever. You, so you don't even know who's looking at ever. You it will not only do. I haven't had a new prescription since 2001. So <laughs> I, even with my looks, old glasses. It looks like you consumed Paul Ryan. Fuck's sake. Well, I, I got bigger frames. Those are more grown up glasses. Our, our friend Paul I Ryan. Thought they were, not the I thought politician. they were fun. <laughs> I should probably clarify that. Not weightlifter, weightlifter Paul Ryan. There's a comic book artist named Paul Ryan. Uh, uh, I again I walked out and I, I wore them outside and just like dude people can notice friends from 10 feet away yeah <laughs> Why, everybody looks at your face when you walk by them no, I you, never knew this you every time we go eat you bypass every line and walk directly up to the menu and just hmm cross my arms and mm-hmm. it looks like you're cutting in line and I'm oh. always waiting for somebody to just be like hey what the fuck man Wow, I never noticed. I never thought about read. that. Yeah, because I can't. Whole I, new world. Dude, I cannot. Let me read. see him. I want to see how blind you are. I can't. It's, I don't think it's that blind. But I then mean, I is also Henry, is Henry more blind? Are you legally blind? Well, wait, are you nearsighted or far-sighted? nearsighted? Nearsighted. That's me too. Well, let me see yours. Bad. This isn't that yours. bad. Mine are 2007. God, oh my is... god, that's that's not. Yeah, no, we're not. This... Wow, this is disorienting. The, Holy crap. The bottom focals. Or was well, yeah, it... I have bifocals. Yeah, you're, I mean, I can still see through yours, though. Like, yeah? Like, it's, it's it's like I'm in a pool. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're still pretty fuzzy on me. It's, and it feels like I'm under, underwater. So while I was checking my crotch for sweat, thinking, Jesus. like, you know, when you, when you have yeah. one... This crotch needs a pair of this glasses. This is quite a story. You have one Hershey squirt, and then, like, every time you fart, like, I'm just going to pull my pants down and sit on a bowl. In, in, in right, there's, there's the probation period for farts. Yeah. And also remember, I'm riding a bike with low uh, air in the tires, so I'm just getting pounded in the ass the whole time. <laughs> so like, it really just wants to open up and expel. And I get home, and I'm like, a time to fart. Better sit down in the toilet. And then I have these glasses on. I'm like, my life is filthy. <laughs> I've never, I've never <laughs> been able to see uh, your bathroom. My bathroom, <laughs> boy, never. what a treat. Never, never, never. That was always why I theorized women uh, care more about bathroom cleanliness because they can stay closer to the bottom and they see everything every time they piddle. <laughs> it and is a lot of there's a lot of bathroom in there. Well, yeah. well, your towel, your bathroom towel is basically cardboard at this point. How do you know that? Just out of curiosity. I have dried my hands. And there you go. Them. When you have people traveling through your house constantly and use your bath towel to dry their hands constantly instead of the towel meant to dry your hands I've on. I've used your towel once. It's just, a, just saying. It's, I've noticed that too. It was washed like a week ago. And it's, it feels like that again. And I also I think that's a beach towel. <laughs> Maybe just buy more towels than just have more than one towel. Um... All right, all right, Henry Towel. Anyway, well, we Jesus. should really how, talk how about How long comic did we get books? in there before that's, talking about comics? That's, this, we're almost on 12 minutes now. Wow, that was quite God, a story. Guys, comic books. I don't care uh, for them. <laughs> I read a few, but I barely want to talk about them. We are, we're going to talk about our favorite comic books that we've read this whole year of later the year. in the show. Of the year. But, uh, so, but quick, did you see Did you see this? Did you hmm. see this, guys? Did you, see, uh, <laughs> did you hear about this? Did you hear about Shia this? LaBeouf. Uh, Spliffy McDouche. He yeah. ripped off comic artist Dan Klaus. Yeah. And then pretended yeah. like he didn't. And but. Uh, go ahead. Tell the story. Tell the story. Well, I right, want to stand so up for Shia. He, uh, Shia did uh, a short film mm-hmm. that he directed and made people assume that he it was about something he created, that he wrote it too. Mm-hmm. And it stars Jim Gaffigan as a. Uh, angry film critic who mm-hmm. is sick of film or something and it's it's called Harold Cantor or Howard Cantor.com mm-hmm. and 
Then it turns out like that it is exactly a Dan Klaus comic. Like this scene, I I only read the first. I hadn't read the Dan Klaus comic mm-hmm. before, but it the first page and the first scene in the film is very very similar. Like mm-hmm. totally same situations, almost the same dialogue, and so it was just like uh, so obvious that people pointed out to him, and then he gave some quote on Twitter like you know. Plagiarism and inspiration are not the same thing, guys. And blah blah blah. And then people said that he stole that answer from a, a <laughs> Yahoo. Like, if you were searching Google, like how to respond to plagiarism, <laughs> this was a Yahoo answer about it. And so it was just kind of funny that he's that people also pulled up quotes of uh, Shia saying that he's a big Dan Klaus fan. That he's made it clear, even though he already admitted it. Anyway, yeah. he, it, it was very clear. It's ripping off clouds. Another one of those Shia LaBeouf horror stories that make you feel bad for his publicist. I feel terrible for this dude. What? Why? Because he's so rich? No, because no, he fucks a lot of hot women. No, I guess you're saying it like I should. But he was also a child actor raised in the public eye with yes. with good taste. Transformers aside. No, well, I mean, he just did that for with my, good yeah. taste, and he likes talking about things. I consider him like he's kind of one of he's kind of one of us. Mm. He we we would have a good time. All every one of you listening would have a good time talking to Shia LaBeouf in a, in a personal setting. However, so. he has not been told no in many avenues of life, mm. or told not to do things that most people would automatically not do. Let alone say to a journalist that's going to publish. Yeah, and he yeah. and that happens to him constantly, including this, where like he even came out like, yeah, it was, it was a comic. I didn't know I had. It. He wanted to make a short film. Like that's admirable. Mm. Like the dude is an actor. He coming could have off, credited Dan Klaus. coming off of a Lars von Troyer film. I don't think he knew that was the process. Mm. Like you could have gotten permission. He probably would have paid. The short film isn't going to make any money. He Maybe. he wanted to make a short film. He was so inspired by the story. He just didn't know. How is this to one do of it. those? Chris believes this, or Chris devil advocate? Would not maybe maybe it's a devil's advocate thing, but because that guy get, I do think he's a great actor. I don't, and I do like his t- I do like his taste in things. He picks weird projects when he's not doing awful movies like Transformers and like Indiana Jones Four. Um, we did Nymphomaniac with Lars von Trier. Yeah. He did. He's done a couple other weird he, things. He does make good choices in his work, and I think he's a I think he's a fantastic actor. I guess, but he's yeah. a douchebag in real life. <laughs> mm. But he. Does seem to want to say the right thing. He does. Mm. He's, he does seem well, to mean well. Douchebags do when they get when they finally get called. I mean, that's the sign of a true yeah. douchebag is they give it, can't take it. Yeah, it just you know. You know how many lines I've probably said that are like like inadvertently lifted from something someone else right, said. Right, but there's a difference in casual spirit of the True. moment conversation. I'm not, talk, I'm not talking then, about, in this aspect, I'm not talking about the short film he made. I'm right. talking about like, because this has happened to him a lot when he's talking about acting with Alex So Baldwin. then where do you fall in with Dane Cook and uh, uh, the itchy asshole? No, that that is... That's the same that thing. Anybody would argue over it. I, I actually, my opinion always was the one that Louis C.K. stands with. I, that's just a, that's an observation anybody could have had. I don't need that joke. I don't care. Like anybody could have made that observation. I please do not put us at war with one another. Right, but he also but that's made different. Yeah. Well, they made the thing like 
it's out there because like in the show I don't know how much of the show was a dramatization of their actual conversation mm-hmm. where Dan Cook was on the show mm-hmm. uh, but they are, he is like it was out there it was in the ether and somewhere yeah. in all the haze you listened to it or heard it and then say, seven months later but that's you what, said that, but it. that's what I'm saying that's why I feel bad for him because he's so surrounded by yes men who probably don't read cool comics and don't know that this is something that's already existed like to say shy but how would you mm-hmm. exist shy, in a world you can't do this you how, can't you can't make a story and not credit would, the author. How would you, yeah, how would you exist in a world where you don't credit people? But how? But also, how does he live in a world where he doesn't? He thinks I he could could, see him just going through the mental gymnastics of just like, well, I was inspired by this, but you know, I'm just making it as a film. He did it as a comic, and this was his own thing. Yeah, and, maybe. but it's like if you actually care and love something, like mm-hmm. it's a natural human response to be like, it came from, like, I was inspired by this thing. I want to share with everyone. Like, there's a reason. Yeah. The only reason you would make it and not give attribution is if you wanted to pass it off as your own. Yeah. Whereas if you actually wanted to genius. celebrate it and and promote it, you'd be like, it came from this. It's just yeah. a not. It doesn't follow his natural do, behavior. He's been in the entertainment business since he was a child. I True. think his heart was in the right place. It's just like, no, nobody told him. We work in entertainment. Somebody usually will step in. Like this is too similar. I feel like to this thing. That's not. That's not an excuse. If he's been in the entertainment business this long, he should know better than us. But again, yeah. I'm coming from the perspective like he's an actor and he just, I want to make Actors a movie. Actors are stupid. I mean, yeah, it, well, that he wants to make his movie and nobody told him, like, <laughs> I'm sure he had this conversation with somebody and no one told him he needed to get the rights to something. Nobody mm-hmm. told him. But then he also did, def- he did fucking defend it. He's like, I didn't play dry. But he did come clean and like, yes. Eventually, well, yeah. Eh. I don't know. That was... Comic fans must be annoyed. They've heard nothing about. Uh, they've heard nothing but stories about two assholes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I read a couple books. I don't know about you guys, but I did read a couple that. Um, so I bought a bunch of old DC stuff after mm-hmm. our conversations about Marvel versus DC, and I bought this um, these two. So apparently, uh, Paul Levitz wrote this mega huge booklet. Was called the History of, D- of DC, mm-hmm. like twelve hundred pages. Whoa. It, is it and then they then is it a collection of old it's not old comics it's wow. the history of DC as, and he knows a ton of as it. a comic or just no as a book oh it's really book sorry with tons sure. of pictures in it and they separated them off they they were having trouble selling this like $200 book Jesus so they separated them into multiple books mm-hmm. that were 40 bucks a piece and so I got the Golden Age and Silver Age one mm-hmm. and it's really fun I, I've read I started with the Silver Age one just because I I don't, as I've said before, I don't know DC Silver Age like I know Marvel Silver Age, but it has an interesting thing just at the start where they're like, "Hey, you know, in in 1956, Flash mm-hmm. re- began the Silver Age, and you know, in 1958, as the Silver Age was beginning, Stan, or no, Jack Kirby and Joe Simon created a series called Challengers of the Unknown about four scientists who see weird stuff and deal with it." And then in 1961, Jack Kirby repurposed that idea with Stan. Mm. Like they tried to make it very clear that like they were so far ahead of Marvel and mm-hmm. Marvel. But I bet like, that comic did not do the things that made Marvel no, so popular. Not. Which it, was well, it didn't have the Stan Lee stuff. Or well, the combination of romance comics with horror comics yeah. with superhero comics and doing yeah. them all as one thing instead mm-hmm. of. I mean, I, I, this is me. Is this maybe Devil's Advocate again? Like to, probably. To, <laughs> I know because I, I grew up, I had, even remembering my Marvel cards, it's like Iron Man, Thor, mm-hmm. Stan Lee, the only human being in there attributed, the only human face put to the Marvel yeah. business is that Stan is. Lee. And I think the more we learn that like, Stan Lee isn't single-handedly responsible for the, 
But thinking now, you know that's not the case with anything. Yeah, that's not the case with anything. I think that was a marketing like thing that Marvel the, benefited from. Marvel liked to make it about Stan, mm-hmm. and and Stan was also management at the time, and Stan liked to make it about Stan. But he is a giant variable. He was a big part of it. Denied. It's. I feel like it's gone in the other direction where people just want to say Stan didn't do anything. Yeah, yes, which is that, that's what I think true. is happening. Yeah, and I, I don't think that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. I watched the. Uh, that documentary is on Netflix now oh, about one? Stan Lee. What? Oh, that one. Well, that <laughs> You've is, never seen it. I read a review of it. it. It sounds like it is a little bit of Stan Lee. It's, it's Stan Lee's documentary about I mean, it's Stan definitely Lee. very favorable towards him, but I mean, uh, it does go into like, I mean, Marvel being bankrupt and I mean, how much he was actually, I don't know. It's yeah, always hard to um, say how much. It's called like with great responsibility. Yeah, or yeah, something like that. Was great Marvel power. was bankrupt about around what point? Late two thousand, like ninety nine, ninety six to like ninety. Was Stanley still to, there and involved? He was always part of Marvel. Yeah, like, like I, th- whenever I think whenever Blade and the first X Men movie mm-hmm. came out, like Marvel was bankrupt, mm-hmm. which is that, hilarious. Yeah, that's when it turned it around. It, the yeah. ship began to turn around when Blade and the X Men came out, but it was yeah they they had gone into bankruptcy. Well, I only uh, thought about that the other day. well because did you not grow up thinking Stanley owned Marvel? I guess I never probably as I was like fourth time. grade. I probably thought that, but wow, I would I would say until my twenties, I probably thought he. Owned no, Marvel. I mean, I definitely thought he was like in charge of it or something. Yeah, but and then you find out he's not. I remember on old talk radar days, the day that uh, Marvel got bought by D- uh, Disney. Yes, and I got that, that clip of him. I still quoted. Uh, yeah. hey, did you know about this sin? Not at all. <laughs> but I can see how DC and Marvel would be. In- <laughs> That was a very Jewy voice. I'm sorry, but uh, the, the, uh, old old 1950s Brooklyn. How about that? But the, uh, one other book I read mm. that was actual comic books mm-hmm. was this uh, very cheap thing called the Jack Kirby DC Omnibus, which is so he did all these famous New Gods books mm-hmm. uh, when he when he joined DC. He did the New Gods yeah. books and a few other books, but he also did a bunch of weird ancillary stuff that he clearly just did just to make a little extra money. It was like, yeah, I need, I need help paying the bills. I'll draw this thing. I got time. So it's just like garbage, but garbage <laughs> Stan Lee drew, or Stan, no, that Jack Kirby drew mm-hmm. or wrote. So it's like one of it is a series based on the superpower toys, like where it's all the toys from the DC superpowers lines. What? That was the one where you squeeze Superman's legs and he moves right. his fists. Yeah. Like, like he's it was, known to do. It was a comic book based on those, which starred all the toy characters together. Was it not awful? It was awful, oh. but it was written by Jack Kirby, and he <laughs> did the layout for it. And but the best one in it that is awful that made the whole like twenty dollars worth it for the hardcover was an issue of the Sandman comics, which in the sixties. The Sandman was just a superhero. He wasn't like this mm-hmm. weird-looking guy or dream. Or he, he, he wasn't like an dreams. omniscient Tim Burton. No, no, he was. He was just a guy in a red and yellow costume. Mm-hmm. And so the story is called. Uh, oh God! Uh, it's I believe it is uh, "Save Santa from the Seal Man." <laughs> it is called "The Sandman Saves." Santa from the Seal Man. Wow. Where a, uh, it's a vocal exercise. Sandman's well. sidekick uh, wow. has to uh, meet with this rich old guy and his uncle, mm-hmm. uh, or his nephew, the rich old guy and his nephew. And he says, like, oh, Santa Claus is great. And then the, the rich guy's like, 
Santa Claus. If you can prove to me Santa Claus exists by midnight, I'll give you charity a million dollars. And then the kid leaves. And then he goes, Pa, he'll never do it, but I'll give him some money anyway. Well, meanwhile, his nephew goes, I can't have that old man spending all his money. I gotta wait for him to die, and then I'll get it. Meanwhile, the, the sidekick goes, Hey, I'll talk to Sandman. He'll know what to do. <laughs> wow. And Sandman's like, Yeah, let's go to the North Pole, find Santa Claus. They find him. And Santa Claus is just real in the DC universe, like, hey, it's me, Santa Claus. And then <laughs> he was he was cut out in crisis. <laughs> and then a bunch of people in medieval dress who are human humanoid seal people <laughs> bust in and kidnap Santa Claus and Sandman to please their king. <laughs> and who wants to see them balance a ball on their nose? And wonderful. then once they free him, then they're like, "Well, it's time to go back. We let's let's." Uh, show that guy wrong and then the nephew shows up and pulls a gun on Santa It's like you're not showing anybody anything Santa and then Sandman beats up the nephew and then they visit the rich guy and go like hey rich guy Santa's real see and he's like Santa goes you used to believe in me more than any little boy what happened <laughs> and you then, did Mr. Potter and then the rich guy and Santa like ride off in a sleigh together and it's, wow. it's the weirdest story ever wow. So weird. Just to see, like, they had this story about a rich guy and Santa Claus, but that wasn't, they obviously said, like, well, we need ten more pages. Well, what if the seal people show up and they beat up Santa? (laughs) All right. Reminds me of the Lions and Pharaoh Max. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, those are uh, some of my favorite comics I read this week. Those are some good stuff. Wonderful. Uh, Well, I can't top that. Uh,. I'm, about, I'm almost done with Animal Man Volume Two, and uh, uh, which is ending, I guess. Yeah, Animal Man it, is ending. Uh, yep. Why not? I mean, can we talk about this? That? Gets into why I, I get upset with DC a lot. But, uh, I thought it didn't get canceled. He went over to do Justice League. Yeah, he's choosing to leave so he can write Justice League. And he's drawing but the last. Animal issue. Man will be in Justice League now. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. How long could Animal Man have sustained itself if, he, if the guy thinks he's stretching himself too thin? I wonder where Jeff Johns is going if he's getting off Justice League. Uh, I don't know. And he's also off Aquaman. I bet he's is writing. He really? There's rumors he's going to write a Lex Luthor book in the new year. Because uh, Lex Luthor is basically the main character of their current crossover, Forever Evil. And so. Oh, fuck, I forgot to keep reading that. Is Forever Evil its own story, or is it totally... Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same as any Marvel event. Okay, like, yeah, maybe I'll it, check that out. I bet I'd give Forever Evil a good chance of being better than Infinity and Age of Ultron. Yeah, I really uh, enjoyed the I first two I can't imagine issues. it being worse. Uh, nah, it can always be is, worse. Well, is Infinity not worth... Fuck, it's not worth it at all. Oh, man. Like, again, Sorry. it's just a bunch of big promises, well, and yeah. then, like, so this was all to do what? <laughs> and then it... <laughs> comes down to like a stone relic in an Indiana Jones caves. It comes down to like and the Inhumans are now everywhere. Mm. Like uh, and like mm. that's just the kind of weird like that's not the story I was sold. Like just the Age of Ultron ends with and now the multiverse is shattered and Angela is yeah. now. It's like what about Ultron? You fought him for three pages. Sucker, like, it's not about yeah. Ultron at all. And then Never Infinity was. was like, "Oh, so it's like Thanos finally doubled down again and he's like, I'm coming after all of you." No, it's a gigantic fight that's now going to uh, get rid of the inhuman city, uh, Attilan, yeah. and now there's... Just to give a new status quo for the Inhumans. Yeah, new status quo where now the bombs go off, and now... Uh, I did read the new... Uh, mm-hmm. the uh, I think it's allnewxmen.in or whatever, uh-huh. the IH, the inhuman 
All the post-Inhuman books. Inhumanity crossover. And that was actually cool because the girls all get to have, like, they're all upset because we don't get to do anything like normal people. We just want to go out and, like, see Mm -hmm. a city and shop and be normal. And then while they're out, that's when that bomb goes off. They they find their first newly converted Inhuman. And the, of course, in true X-Men fashion, just to keep beating the allegory home, the first person they see who's just like, I don't understand what happened to me. Why do I have these powers all of a sudden? Like, you're an inhuman, and Black Bolt set off this thing, and blah, blah, blah. So you have powers now, and she's like, oh, are you inhumans too? And she's like, no, we're mutants. And he's like, oh, get away from me, you disgusting <laughs> mutants. And he's uh, like, even though funny. he's now the same as them, you know, in all but, like, how you got the powers, mm-hmm. he still has this prejudice. So it's like, it sets up this new status quo that's interesting for the X-Men, in which, how does anyone tell the difference between someone who got in powers via being inhuman Mm-hmm. And powers via being a mutant, so yeah, uh, I, it might I, be an interesting. It might be an interesting storyline. I just read that Matt Fraction, who was supposed to be the writer of the new Inhumans book to mm-hmm. follow Inhumanity, but he's he not. Quit. He quit. Really? Or, well, they said that they like worked on it back and forth for like three months until eventually Fraction's like, the book I want to write is not the book Marvel wants me to write, and Oof. so we're just giving up oh. and giving it to somebody else. So. But now the book's coming out like four months later than it was supposed to. So Yeah, I realized it was weird. There was no Inhuman book to go read. There was supposed to be, but yeah. Matt Fraction, who's awesome. Like, I, yeah. I love Matt Fraction. Did he recently become awesome? Because no, when, I go, back and, when I go back and read some of the stuff his name is on, it's not remarkable. I loved his Invincible Iron Man. You did? Yeah. That's his, sort of what I was talking X-Men about. His X-Men run wasn't great. I, well, okay, I really liked his mm-hmm. Invincible Iron Man. It, it, it wasn't one. bad. It's just like, I've actually, there's not a lot of solo Iron Man stuff. Current modern yeah. Iron Man stuff that I can really, I really like. I get you, I get you. But uh, else, well, Lord knows I want to. I mean, the Iron Man that I, the only time I ever felt super into was Iron Man, uh, Secretary of State. No, Extremis. No, because I, I was reading during the Secretary of State period, and then when it got relaunched with the new number one in Extremis, mm-hmm. that's when Iron Man was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Warren Ellis, I think. Yeah, that so, was a really good one. So like definitely, if you want, and I mean, for what it's worth, that's two thousand seven, I think, or mm-hmm. eight. That basically set the template for the movies, like the poses, yeah. they, the poses they put him in. They may as well. They should. I think they did get the artist Ad Garnov or yeah, uh, yeah, to, yeah. to do to design yeah. stuff. No, me. it looks right out of the movies. But I think that story, the extremist storyline, that wasn't a six. What am I talking about? It was before that. It was like a four. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, 08 is when I think the trades were big in the movie. The first movie came out. That's yeah. When it was. Well, and right after the first movie, then that's when Fraction started, and he basically. Wrote a de facto sequel to the movie where he Stark fights Obadiah Stane's uh, son, and that he like Pepper Potts is basically the same Pepper Potts as in the movie. They oh, kind of reset I, some Pepper that, Potts. Is that what I was reading? The Iron Man stuff where his battery has to restart his heart and all that, mm-hmm. and the, his his brain is like a he like ram dumps his yeah, brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that was all really cool yeah, with, with rescue and all that stuff. That was Fraction, and he oh, based that was it, good. He based it on his. He said he. Got inspiration for it for his from his mom getting a horrible brain disease. Jesus, like, yeah, and uh, Detroit Steel and all that stuff. Yeah, oh, it was that was all really look. good. Yeah, I yeah. liked it a lot. It's not. It was. It was only just he. Appeared. Also, Casanova is really since, is a great uh, side book. Of since the movies, Iron Man appears in a lot of comics, but as this weird, omniscient genius Superman, head of Shield. Uh, yeah. What was that? A Civil War thing. Well, Civil War, he is... His, his... Yeah, post-Civil War, he was head of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
Yeah, well, he works for the government before that. He pops he's... up everywhere, and he's like, he's an infallible genius, mm. and not this ragtag. Like, well, he seemed to be an infallible genius, but he actually failed big time, and mm. Norman Osborn got to take over. Yeah, mm. that was... which went into Dark Reign, and it was a fun series of. Oh, stuff. that's where Puzzle Quest is. <laughs> yes, no, that's yeah. Uh, it is I thought true. that was Secret Invasion. Well, Secret Invasion goes straight into Dark Rain. Yeah, so, Secret I mean, yeah. The idea thing. that that Puzzle Quest game is like, hey, remember that storyline from four years ago? That's what Puzzle <laughs> Quest is. even longer. They should have at least got AV. It was like 07 or 08. It's a while ago. It was a while ago. Uh, all right. No, 07 should, was World I War I want to say what I've been reading. All right. Bitch, God, you always try and cut me out of this shit. Uh, I, I read a physical comic book. Because it's not available on Comixology. What? Uh, I was going through Punisher Max. Um, oh, man. Who's the writer? Uh, Ennis. Okay. That whole run is great. It, yep. It's fantastic. In the only... It's very silly. Well, it not is, very well, it's, not, it, it's only silly. There's a couple parts. And sometimes I, it's silly and sometimes it's just pitch dark. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, I, I don't even know if this merits a conversation. Okay. Move it up. Okay. No, no, please. Uh, j- just that... There's the woman character in the first book, which I went and reread because I'm reading Kitchen Irish, the second volume. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, the one who just like, oh, his voice is so hot and I just want to fuck him all the time. She's like, I wonder if he has a big dick. What? Yeah. I like to fuck big dicks. Like, yeah. You guys are out of control. Yeah. Did, is, is this the first day of your R rating? There, there's. She... Annis doesn't know how to make to write women. Like his all, he writes he he writes two types of women, like virginal oh. victims. Trampy women who are still who, but aren't as evil as any evil had, guy or mm. a man with boobs. Those I, are the dudes. Yeah, and then that, she right. really is that. Where it's like, mm. look, and like, she's such a, a non-major character, and she's like, it's so wet. Yes, I think that's how yes. she dies. Yes, so wet. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dookie. I have defended Sin City <laughs> to watchers of the movie that when that comic was made, it was made in. A, after a long period of never being able to make a comic like that, so it. Well, yeah, the Punisher had to be like PG for so long. For so long, it went and finally the other isn't. Way. So it just took everything to the <laughs> max. Uh, <laughs> yeah, other than that, like, because I mean, that's all you did was said the woman, and then immediately, like, yeah, I read that. That's almost that might be ten years ago when I read that, <laughs> and I still remember. But a part of me still thinks that's as, awesome. As a twenty-three-year-old horn dog, who couldn't not try mm. to constantly get on whatever girl would have me mm-hmm. it was still like no girl talks like that <laughs> like i've i've dated it i've dated two, of the girls i've dated i've dated two that were what i think that is trying to approximate that size are queens? like huh size queens what size queens size queens Henry's never heard of the queens. term size queen it's just a woman or si- a well it queen. can go for any gender men yeah I'm there are definitely men queen. who are size queen who just Preferred big dicks. I need, uh, I need a they huge vagina. No, so it's just more like who are like really on sexually all the uh, time, and 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 are that kind of like dude with boobs that you would try to write. Right. right. They don't even talk like that. Mm-hmm. Even in the, the most raunchy they you would know. get, they still look like oh, oh, I just need a big dick in me. But I, my, I don't. I'm so wet, my pussy. Blah, blah, blah. It's like I no. I've had. I've someone get no. Brett's pussy a napkin, please. Yeah. It's like I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it's like that's that's just no. Just, I mean, it's, just, it's, just, it's just, sort of just come on. I guess that's how we. And I love Garth Ennis, and I love that but entire like, run. It's fantastic. But what if if that if there, he does have knowledge of that, and that let's take everything to the extreme, including this. It's character. all about the extreme. Yeah, well, it is. But like, 
And that's sort of what do, do we? But hate? when it's like do the I woman, that or do why I is the woman's it? extreme sexual? Why none of the dudes are like, oh, my dick, oh, because, I want to jerk because off. Because that's the one thing she cannot express, even in the Marvel universe. Wanting to fuck somebody is not something she can't have. Some uh, like horrible other. You know, it has to be sexual. I think it's, it's just, just more so that he. Well, I think he do Marvel superheroes do uh, female superheroes do anything but fall in love. That's have, the yeah. That's the other thing. Well, no, Rogue and She Hulk they sleep around. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah the dance slot She Hulk stuff's fantastic. I love that she just like yeah. she. She just, uh, in the first book, she just, like, wakes up in bed with a male model. Well, yeah, she also just fucks Hercules and and then just kicks him to the curb in the morning. And and it's such a funny page because Hercules is like, I feel so used. When he's done that for millennia, like, (laughs) Hercules has done that to women for millennia that he, for (laughs) the first time ever, feels that way, too. It's funny. Uh, Yes, but as a man, I've felt used before, and it feels awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's, that's your that's your deal. Do you know how that's awesome it is to come and be kicked out of a house? That's, that's pretty great. great. That's that's where I wanted to go anyway. <laughs> this is awesome. I love you. Uh, one more thing before Let's we get married. Uh, well, I, was I will like, also add to that though. Black Widow is pretty okay, but, pretty free with that. Just yeah. the coupling doesn't it, get hung fuck. up on shit. What is her? Is it Warbird from? Yeah, from Mar- formerly Miss Marvel. From uh, well, who's in um? Shit, I don't think it's Miss Marvel from Wolverine and the X Men. She's the guardian of the otherworldly hero. And she's constantly threatening oh, to fuck yeah, Iceman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She is Warbird. Um, yeah. Maybe that's a little more respectable way to take it. I do like... <laughs> I like You're her. funny. I pre- That showed courage. I will bed you. Well, yeah, that she's just a warrior woman who's like, well, hey, let's just fuck. Like, let's just do it. Like, yeah. she, she, had the, she has a funny bit where they're fighting... They're fighting something inside of Kitty Pride. Like, they had to shrink down, Fantastic Void style. And they're fighting... <laughs> uh, cellular sized brew inside of her and then as they're fighting them she's like wow Iceman you you are something else do you know what it's like to have sex while it to to mate while shrunk down to microscopic level inside of another person because I have (laughs) (laughs) it's uh that's really funny I mean that's that's to be diff- inside somebody while being inside that is somebody. Different. That is a different thing. It's like it's not like you you can't talk about sex with women. It's like that's not the point. But it's it's mm. that extreme is a little ridiculous. And it, and I know the Max comics are absurd to yeah. a, a, an intentional degree, but it's still like well, the, it's, I it's, that that scene really did stand out to me. It's a wonderful thing where like Punisher isn't a superhero, right? But he is mm-hmm. when you get him in the Max series because he's fucking invincible. His shots never miss. No bullets hit him. Mm-hmm. And we accept that because there is something super heroic about him. You should read Jason Aaron's Max comics. Too. I have. They're great. Oh, you read the whole thing? Well, I wanted, I wanted to start from these. No, you should because those are meant... Jason well, Aaron's also, are meant also... to be the finale of Garth Ennis's Max one. Really? Didn't I lend you that one with the Kingpin story? Maybe I mean I I, I had like it goes no- to the end. Oh, okay. Because like, I have number is, one of the max all the way up till the moment Garth Ennis left, which is like fifty well, then, years. So it was they had the Punisher mm-hmm. under the Marvel Max line. Yep. Then it they so then Ennis left. He lasted a long time. He left several an, years. He left. Another dude took over, but that didn't last. I lasted about a year. And doesn't they, remember his name. Didn't then they it. rebooted it. As Punisher Max is the name of it, Punisher Max. Yeah, I don't think I jump back on. And then that was the is the Max imprint dead? So pretty much, yeah. Marvel is niched and published. Well, that was totally dead. Ennis right now is doing basically a prequel, or he just did 
basically a prequel to Punisher mm-hmm. that was uh, Nick Fury Max that was yeah, Fury yeah. in the 60s. Huh. Which, which, which sounded fucking ridiculous. awesome. And it was yeah, cool it was because like, that's Punisher Max. It was basically in its own universe. Like yeah, Nick Fury bit. was in it, but mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. that's really it. Yeah, same yeah. deal. And that's what was fun about the Aaron books that he got to bring in the darker street-level Marvel characters in an M-rated way, like, well, really just Bullseye, Kingpin, and Elektra. And they were really great. Like, Bullseye was awesome because one of his first appearances, well, he, he is this guy who was the assassin who never fails. This mm-hmm. is his thing. Who, he, he never misses. They're like, this guy never misses. I hear he can kill us with a, with a pencil. Mm-hmm. And so then he, the opening thing, he gets to the, his prey and... He, the guy thinks he's safe, and he like then Bullseye comes out. He's killed all the dudes, and he's just naked, except he he has a toothpick in his mouth. He's like, "See, I told you, man, you can't get away from me. I can kill you with anything. I can kill you with this toothpick." Throws toothpick at him. It just bounces off the guy's head as he goes ah. And then Bullseye says, "Don't be fucking stupid. I can't kill you with a toothpick, but I can with this." And he pulls out a gun, and just shoots yeah. him. <laughs> It was a funny scene. I liked it. All right, wait. I want. Well, Brett, did you want to mention something? Or I mean, no. I, I don't remember. What I, I did. Said. We can do it when we get back. Yeah, let's, let's talk about you... when we get back. But I did want to mention one more thing. What's that? That uh, you know, this is better for Hank's corner. But Ooh. anyway, so get ready for Hank's corner, and then when we get back, everybody's favorite comic books of the year. the break time That's right. hey, uh, uh, thanks again for listening to the show all year long it's been a fun year hasn't it 2013 the year of Luigi's saying goodbye to it but uh, hey uh, while you're still time in the year I bet in the holidays you uh, would like to say thank you to laser time and there's so many ways you can do that how well on lasertimepodcast.com you see a button on the left side uh, to donate through PayPal, you can just give what you feel like, help us out, t-shirt store, or you can buy a last-minute gift for yourself, even, through Amazon, through one of our many helpful suggestions on the right side of the screen, or you can buy one of our holiday commentary tracks <coughs> to Batman Returns, Home Alone, and Gremlins as a special premium bonus if you pledge more than $5 at a time. It's all, the instructions are all there on LazyTimePodcast.com in the upper right-hand corner of the screen. Also, if you're subscribing on iTunes, I like to see new reviews. Why don't you give me some, huh? Please? Also, it's time for the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week. So I'm going to have two here. Uh, One, I do really want to say again, like, the, if you want a fun, stupid uh, Christmas comic, buy that Jack Kirby omnibus collection of Jack Kirby leftovers with Sandman versus the Sealman. It is great. But second, and this is a freebie you can get on me at Comixology right now. So one of my favorite comic series, non-superhero that I've ever read, is Stray Bullets. This series called Stray Bullets. It has been out of print for close to seven years. 
Last issue came out about seven years ago. It was always a small-time black-and-white crime comic that very few people read. But now, new issues are going to start coming out through Image. Image Comics has picked up the torch with the creator and sole dude by the series, David Lapham. And all the first 40 issues of Stray Bullets are now available on Comixology. And the first four issues are free. And I swear to you, if you read even the first issue, you will be hooked on the awesome, mature, dark, crime, noir, sadness that is Stray Bullets. So, seriously, go to Comixology, download those first four issues. They are great. All right, now back to the rest of the show. Recording. All right. Hey, we're back. Hello, everybody. So, I had wait. I had yes. something. What else? I don't know. I thought I had something fun that involved comics in a rare form of comic that we never t- we get to talk about. What are you talking about? Um, the documentary that just came on demand, Dear Mr. Watterson. I think it was Kickstarter funded. Yeah, yeah, I remember that Kickstarter. And uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, Did you kickstart it? Let's just say yes. I always okay. say that, but then I realize I've never kickstarted anything in my life. And I've always meant to. I've kickstarted like a dozen things this year I've always meant to and then by the time like alright now it's, oh my they're out of my back or like, uh, I get no shit now Meh, and I, know, I, I just gave the fan graphics one I should I meant I, I mean to constantly I plug them all the time but I will I will start how about that um, that's a new year's resolution I think it, I think it was kickstart it, but it's a documentary that's it may become, become its own genre very a kickstarter documentary as in did this documentary try very hard? <laughs> it, 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 did. it did. It did a good job. It's well edited. It's got great music and great panelists. But it's sort of like, hey, let's get together and talk about how much we like Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> it doesn't talk to Bill Watterson. It doesn't talk to his family. It doesn't talk to anybody related. Like one guy may be related to the production of the comic and what it was all about. And I think that's, is it just me or is that what we really want to hear? When, when you think yeah. Bill Watterson documentary. There's kind of a promise of like they're gonna try to do they try to find him? No, they didn't bother. Uh, right. One one guy, and I don't even know if he was the guy who directed the documentary, went to his hometown. I see. And, and what, what was interesting, he goes to his hometown. Do you ever have the first Calvin and Hobbes big volume? I, the in, is it the essential Calvin and Hobbes? Yeah, uh, it's where yeah. I learned the word learned the word essential. I believe. Mm. And, yeah, weren't the and then the future ones were like the indispensable, indispensably authoritative. Yeah, um, that's right. That he joked saying naming that because they are definitely not that at all. Right. And I never, of course, that went way over my head as a kid. And why they're so uh, pre- appreciable as adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, one of it, the cool, what that was cool. He went to his hometown and like this is the town square. And if you look on the back of the essential Calvin and Hobbes, and they show the town square. He drew the town square, that town, and Calvin yeah. is walking through it, picking up a building. And bringing it to his mouth on the back of the book, mm. and that's that's pretty. That cool. is actually Bill Watterson's oh, wow. hometown town square. It's neat. It's a little. It's a weird triangle, and that's mm. why it's yeah that you cannot mistake this for. Well, anything they else. talked to the creator of Opus, who did 
Berkeley Brett, knew, yes. Knew him. And they showed pictures of... Yeah, he knew him, and they talked, and they corresponded with letters, and he was... Even at one point, he's like, yeah, he always got on to me for f- fucking these, and he, like, just turns around and grabs, like, six Bill the Cat and Opus figures and throws them across the room. <laughs> and then they show pictures of, like... Yeah, here's a picture he drew of me shitting cash. <laughs> well, yes, and this is... Oh, this is a grinder that I put my soul in, like... Bill Watterson would send him nice letters and then like draw horrific things about him. <laughs> wow, that's and, pretty funny. And it was it was more the the weird licensing stuff. Why did that never happen? And I think it was the the shit. What's the one with the the cat the cat and the dog? Muffy? Not is it not Zitz? Grim? Not Grim. It's the newer it's newer. Get, oh, get fuzzy. Get fuzzy. Yeah. Get fuzzy. Like he was the coolest. Just because he's like, where's the harm in a Hobbs doll? Mm. Where's the fucking harm? Any bit of imagination, somebody could... It wouldn't have been as imaginative, but, like, a one Hobbs doll. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, would ex- I, I guess Watterson's point was that it was it would never just be one. It would, it yeah, it stop with one thing. They made a, a great point about that, and they and they brought. They, I think uh, Charles Schultz's wife is in that in the in the film, uh-huh. and she's in it, and she talks about that was great. She talks about like the first Peanut sponsorship, and like how did Sparky feel about it? Mm-hmm. Like he loved it. Because they would contact him and he would draw it. <laughs> and that was it. He'd take some money and he had a good time drawing peanuts, mm-hmm. interacting. But then it became this whole thing where this is like half my life where I'm taking phone calls all the time about things that ultimately don't reflect my comic. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think it was I think it was the guy from Get Fuzzy and it was hilarious. Like I always hate, I love the peanuts and I and I will merchandise. I will merchandise the shit out of my characters, but I did hate the peanuts shilling <laughs> things. And he's like, it's like you have this cousin who's a great friend of yours. You go fishing, you go out, you ride wagons. You're really good friends. And he's like, you turn to him one day, and you're like, man, I always liked hanging out with you. Like, yeah, me too. I also sell insurance. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't, I don't know why, but it, that made me laugh. And like, yeah, ow, maybe that's why you don't sell out. Yeah, man. it's a, it's an important you know it costs something to sell and they, out. They it did. They, they had the guy who worked with them at Universal Syndicate at the time, mm-hmm. and like how Syndicate. Oh, yeah. it's called the Syndicate. It was. It was called the Syndicate, wasn't mm-hmm. was it not? Yeah, it was Universal no, it's Syndicate. It's funny that that's such a loaded word now. And then that that comic was only around ten years, and mm-hmm. and, and that is not. I should I diminish the documentary too much. Like that that it made that much of an impact, and that anybody you hand the book to it's so well drawn and so well written yeah it were i don't i can't imagine it not working yeah i mean ever. my sister gave me one i think i was sixth grade maybe i was six years old when i first read it and it wasn't in my town my parents picked up a cheap book at a ross like we think you might like this yeah because it was like a christmas <laughs> present like a, a you know i wasn't reading it at all I mean, I read the Sunday comics but i didn't pay any attention to any particular one and then my sister for christmas probably like I'm going to guess 92 or something gave me that. And I was like, I don't know what this is. Who cares? And then by the time I sat down and read it months later, I was like, I really love this. And like I mentioned, Mm -hmm. I think elsewhere, it was really uh, a snapshot of what pretty similar exaggerations aside to what I was doing. Like it was just hop a fence. And now there's this vast unexplored nothing in the Mm -hmm. middle of the Midwest with creeks and bogs and trees and just... Was your, your dad abandoned. was a reasonable, boring person who. Uh, but well, my dad was flying planes no, and building nice. racetracks. Your dad's not boring. But it was like, it just made me very aware of like, wow, what a weird existence I have. Mm-hmm. Where 
Friday mm-hmm. nights, my dad has stadium lighting in our backyard, <laughs> and people race cars, and then I go ride a wagon down a ridiculous hill, and then it snows six months later. And you and, do toboggan stuff and make yeah. snowmen. Uh, and it was like, wow, this is what I do. Only this guy gets to yell at his parents all the time. This is hilarious. <laughs> um, and I was also a, a big cat person, so like it really stuck with me immediately. So then I, from that point, bought every one of those books. And then, uh, man, that very last strip, it, mm-hmm. uh, I think I teared up. Every, I, that, they mentioned that everybody, everybody knows the last word, mm-hmm. the last three words. Don't let's they? go explore. Let's go, let's go exploring. exploring. I was trying to. For some reason, I got that confused with the last name of the book. Like it's a magical. It's a magical world. Yeah. I. Anyway. You know, but a, a point to make about like but you just, if, all that stuff you just said. That qualified you to be in the documentary. If he, if he had sold out, mm-hmm. then he would. We wouldn't have peeing Calvin's. He would have protected. True. That's Calvin's legacy now to ninety mm-hmm. percent of the world. They, is they did talk the about that. That's that funny peeing boy. As a result of that, like it takes work now to get into Calvin and Hobbes or a gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or a gift. The fact that it's not around means that it's people are becoming less aware of it. Well, I mean, his stuff is always in print. It, it is always in print, but. Were there still something else there to get somebody curious and not? It can only be thrust on you now. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't discover Calvin and Hobbes at all. Yeah. It'll never. Oh, I want to see more of that. That'll never happen. Yeah. No. And, all right, right. We should move on. Yeah. The last. Oh, shit. I forgot what it was. Never mind. Okay. What's well, so. up? Oh, I wrote letters to my newspaper because I read the book and it wasn't in my newspaper for two years. And I wrote letters to my newspaper to carry it. I can't. I can't remember doing that with anything else. Yeah. Okay, so last week's question of the week, which also goes into what we're going to talk about too, because we didn't answer it last week, was your favorite comic of 2013. And uh, so, I just said that like a local news. <laughs> your your t- favorite comic of 2013. Have you guys seen? We really shouldn't go off topic, but have yeah. you seen? Uh, Conan has been doing these series of videos where, when something happens in the news, mm-hmm. that. And like oh. oh, two dozen local news stories will do the same joke like, every time. Which like there's is one AP guy. They have the same. They're getting the same script. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I don't. Know, no one had ever made that revelation. Like there's uh, one guy writing copy for like all these local news stations. Yeah, I mean, when you so. Oh, yeah. I guess you would be the person. I guess you just assume. Well, I, you I guess that. I just assume that they no, no, had no, no, somebody no, no. There's, there. Uh, no, if it's local news, then yeah, that's a, someone local like me mm-hmm. would have been writing that when I worked the local well, so he ABC had these, thing. So, yeah. but ABC when I was there, they had this thing called Path Pathfire, and it's just a repository of every story ABC and all its mm-hmm. affiliates have published ever, mm-hmm. including the video. The, and the script. So when you pull it down off of that, it comes with the script. So if you're a local yes. affiliate and there's a national news story mm. or even a biggish one that someone's wow. filed, everyone gets Wilson. that script. Uh-huh. So what happens is most a lot of times small or mid-market anchors will want to personalize it to some degree. And if they don't like the joke or the, the writing, they'll read the script and rewrite it in mm-hmm. the, the way they would want to say it. It still conveys the same information. Most of the time, they're lazy Ron Burgundy's. But if, yeah, well, it's not so much lazy, but if it's also <laughs> like you just don't care and it's like this script is fine, mm-hmm. someone wrote it and I have no issue with this, but... As Who's going to care if four towns over somebody said the same thing? Well, like, four towns over uh, <clears throat> has the same news. We're talking like states over. Two states over. Yeah. Fine. And, but, yeah. And you well, wouldn't even know because you do not have access to that news feed. You should watch these. Uh, they're it's very. My mind. They're but great. It's like something. But yeah. That's, it's, uh, it's, that's what he's saying right. is it's something that's been going on for years and yeah. nobody was able to discover until like the advent of Internet and online video. Yeah. yeah so mean, Conan yeah. had a great one that was uh, when Michael Myers had a kid. 
every yeah baby they started to be like michael myers is saying yeah baby and it was so wait, wait, a bunch the, of the stilted villain what <laughs> no the killer from halloween no the star of wayne's world that's mike, mike myers mike, mike myers it's the only distinction we have between the two. Know, mike true. mike myers like mike myers that uh, is saying yeah baby yeah and it was just funny oh, to see 30 God. anchors in a row say, doing an Austin Powers impersonation yeah. in this day and age. Well, okay. let's also go, that's probably low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. So, uh. Favorite comic, 2013. White Steve Harvey said, <laughs> he was the first responder. Did we say ours? No. You wanna, do you want to start with ours, then? Uh, we'll let them go first. Yeah, yeah. All right. White Steve Harvey said, Batman Inc. Uh, he is especially the death of Robin issue. He thought it was really great that, was that really he died an absolute hero saving the world. Which Robin? The um, his son Robin Damian Wayne. Damian Wayne. Damian Wayne died. Damian Wayne died. I'm a crime fighter. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, Super Giraffe. Uh, talked about all the ones that we're all talking about too. Saga, Daredevil, Batman, mm-hmm. Batman, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also says Mind the Gap is another image book that's pretty oh, great. I meant to read that. I did. I that one. And then Sex Criminals is hilarious. Yes. I, I do need to pick that it's up. It's really funny. Uh, let's see here. And then also a Vertigo comic called The Wake by Scott Snyder, yes. which I really need the to read. The first issue is gorgeous, dude. Uh, then uh, Z-Paw brings up uh, Fables, but mainly the, uh, the game getting him to pushing him to read the comic. And check it out. Awkward Loser says Fearless Defenders. It's a bunch of D-list but awesome lady supers ha- going wild and having fun adventures. And, of course, after I, t- I describe that to you, you should know that it is it has been canceled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, John... If girls don't buy toys, man. Then you hear it? That was a great... Co- yeah, we should talk about that real quick. The, Paul Dini. The Paul Dini had this great quote. Paul Dini, you know, create, one of the masterminds behind the original Batman animated series and all the mm-hmm. follow-up DC animated universe stuff and who's worked on a lot of other TV shows and written for comics. Plus mm-hmm. a good writer, yeah, in general. He... Uh, he had this point about how he wants to have, you know, why aren't more girls, why aren't there great girls on on shows like action cartoons for kids or action shows for kids? And he said that it's just the people above them, like that they, the executives say that only boys buy toys. Even if you have a huge girls audience, mm-hmm. they're not going to buy toys. Like the young girls aren't going to buy the action figures. Right. Uh, in droves. Like this was on Kevin, uh, Kevin Smith's Bacon. Uh, Fat Man podcast. Fat Man on Batman. Fat Man on Batman. But uh, yeah, he brings up all this sad stuff that it's just like that that they would have executives saying, you know, make them make the girls just you know just a little less smart than the boys and just a little bit in the background, just so girls watching this they see our coded message that right. we don't want them here. Like right. they need to make room. You for should the boys. be in deference to the boys and let yeah. the boys have the adventure while you make it better. I'm, gl- for I'm them. glad somebody said it. <laughs> Uh, that but was, that's but I mean that's why when you see why do you think Bee and Puppet Cat got such a great reception because it was the opposite of all of those yeah. things because a ladybug farted and I laughed harder than I ever have before yeah when on Adventure Time too like women matter on Adventure Time like yeah, it's a lot of good women characters there are two dudes as the main characters but no, yeah but the supporting cast is really good uh, John Wahizel brings up Superior Foes of Spider Man. I Which I still it. haven't... Well, it's not been collected yet, so that's why I haven't read it I read it the first two issues. They're really funny. 
And there's uh, a lot of it. There's for some reason it feels like a lot of shit contained in the. In the I should read issue. those. It's I, funny. It is fun. I've read a. I've read a couple pages from it. Batman Boys brings up Batman Inc. and Superior Spider-Man, both pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, <laughs> Cody Stovall says that one comic book with the guy with the superpowers and the girl with the big breasts. Cody Stovall, you son of Come a bitch. Come on, you. You son of a bitch. <laughs> How dare you belittle our entire medium? I saw you arguing with Diana this week. <laughs> oh no! I didn't know that. Uh, laser time, laser time show. Let's see, oh Robert, uh, what's it? Uh, Triscitable says Robert Kirkman seems to be trolling repeatedly with the relationships and such in Invincible. My inner shipper is bouncing off the walls with all the drama. That might I, have been one of my favorite single issues of the year. Actually, uh, I just don't know why this sparked a memory, but I met Triscitable. Oh, you did? Yeah. Where? Uh, Pax. Oh no shit! So high? Did I? Uh, I well, it was at the, uh, I don't think so. Okay. Oh, uh, let's see here. Co- Cooper people. brings up The Private Eye, which is the other awesome Brian K. Vaughan book mm. this year. Uh, then, uh, Kelshaw brings up The Lazarus by Greg Rucka and Michael Lark, which... Lazarus Detective. I, I more prefer Michael Lark than, uh, you know, Rook on that. And, uh, Spade Slick brings up Aquaman, which was a really fun book. Uh, Garth Indrax Hawkeye, uh, Fatal from Sedgast. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so I'm reading a lot because people really did enjoy that we read a lot of responses mm-hmm. on last week's episode. Uh, but the last, you know, let me go to page two. See one more person here from page two. Mm-hmm. Loading it up. Waiting on the internet. We should do a thing like that with uh, the character spotlight or something. Mm-hmm. Mm. Maybe have people vote on that or mm-hmm. something. And then we'll do a, a bit about that character. I'm with that. I yeah. like that idea. 2014, everybody. 2014. All right. And lastly, we've got our old buddy Soggy Sage uh, bringing up Hawkeye, Daredevil, The Wake. And then, but uh, one I didn't think of was the Shazam backup in Justice League by John oh, yeah. Hans. He really enjoyed that. And Scarlet Spider, which I also... It was a weird book, but I enjoyed it just because it was Kane trying to be... The bad clone trying to be a good guy in Houston, Texas. Yeah. Swinging around Houston, Texas. Jesus. And then also that he has... He has these two, like, cop friends of his that... Then it turns out they're, like, two men who are married. Like, they're also Mm. American. And they just play it very quietly. Like, oh, no, they're in... These two, like, he just meets these two guys who seem to be friends. And then in the next issue, in the next storyline, in the first issue, he visits them in their home and they're, like, sleeping in bed together. Mm. So, I still, it didn't, since they didn't come out and say it, my first reaction when reading that page was like, oh, are these, these guys are weird roommates and they're sleeping in the same bed. That's (laughs) odd. Oh, well. Like, (laughs) until they said, my husband. Right. uh, Are there enough, man, it seems like someone like Someone with the power set of Spider-Man would just destroy Houston. Like, what yeah. crime could be left? As as whipping webbing onto fucking tumbleweeds close to the ground. But like, as as a means to, as a means to end crime. Like, <laughs> what crime is happening in Houston that uh, like literally imagine the power white collar crime? Imagine, yeah, I guess. He's, well, uh, he's yeah. Spider-Man uh, cracking human, down on insider trading. Human trafficking was going through. He uh, did a uh, human trafficking. Right. I mean, I could see that, but it's like. Yeah, that's all localized in New York or space. And here's a guy to like, yeah. like if I if you're here and it's like, all right, Cheyenne, Wyoming, <laughs> no more crime because if you do anything, I'm gonna see it. Sorry, it was. It's sad that now it's over. Like the book's done, and then yeah. He's, well, now he's part of he's what? He's gonna team? be in the new Warriors book. That's right. So, eh. 
Uh, but yeah, so all right, what were our some of our favorite comics this year? I mean, we talked a lot about them all year, but let's just spotlight a couple. Like I definitely one of my favorite was Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, it was sporadically uh, released, but mm-hmm. always each good. Issue made it worth it. Like, the the pizza dog awesome. was like the apex, though. Pizza dog was awesome. I but almost wish it ended before. there. <laughs> Pizza Dog was great, but the other ones before it were great too. The one during the no, no, the but everything New York leading up hurricane. to that—that's the—that's the roller coaster. Yes, Pizza Dog, the apex, and and not that it's gone downhill. I'm just I, for some reason I find myself less interested. Maybe because I I think at that point they went like two months without publishing an issue. No, they well, you know, if that's the one book where sure. sacrifice quality for timing. Like nobody time. really. But it's they, only getting by on cred anyway. Did like, they change artists? Uh, David Aja shares it with a couple other people. Or Uh Aha. Do you guys have uh, one you'd like to name? I do. Okay. Uh, Sort of. um, Daredevil End of Days. It started in 2012. I read that. I thought it was a fantastic mystery story. It was an interesting mystery. But there was an ending like that... The whole thing was leading up to an ending. I was sure at the end they were going to do like, nah, fuck you, you don't get, it's nothing, Rosebud is nothing. Yeah, and they, and they give it to you in like, with like, no pageantry and like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what it was. But I mean, it was Citizen Kane. Like, it was yes. a Citizen Kane riff. It was, but it was an interesting story uh, yeah. about the end of Matt Murdock. Just Bill Sienquez's art sucked. I really did yeah. like it. But, um, though, I liked Punisher in the book. Yeah, was Punisher the, was great. Yeah. Punisher was great. They had, what, break out of uh, prison? Yeah, that he interviews, he lets Ben Urich interview him just as an excuse to break out of prison. Mm-hmm. It was a great, I, I just always love the, there were a lot of I things. I think Punisher not, and Daredevil work great as characters me too. together. Me too. And uh, I, a lot of, there, I know there are a lot of things in there that I probably wouldn't have liked in another book under another hero, but all of them mm-hmm. worked for me Yeah, in this universe. I get um, that. I don't. Is this canon? Is it not? No, it's not canon. It's, it's just the, the. It was the last in a series of books where they're like, well, okay, if you, hey, top level mm-hmm. Daredevil, uh, Daredevil writer, mm-hmm. top level writer who's synonymous with this character, mm-hmm. write the last story. And write your so last story. They did that for Hulk. They did that for X Men and Wolverine. And it's a couple a very, others. But it's and a this very good Daredevil. last story. Yeah, it is. You it get is. to see the resolutions for Kingpin and Bullseye mm-hmm. in it, and. It, it, was, all, it was cool. It all feeds into this thing that what is Daredevil ultimately fighting for? Mm-hmm. Uh, really neat. And yeah. Daredevil is dead almost the whole time. Yeah, he is literally killed on the fourth page. Mm-hmm. Like, is that a collection now, or is it just yeah? Issues? Man, it's a collection. It's, it's only eight issues. Mo- well, the problem I had with it just was that the art kind of fluctuated for me. Mm-hmm. I don't like Bill Sienquez's art. I know a lot of people do. I think he's a great cover artist, but mm-hmm. interiors, I've never liked him. But Alex Malieve does the other half of it, and so that's it's still great. Yeah. Did, uh, well, I wanted to ask you uh, for your for your birthday. I got you a uh, Mar- what shit? I forgot the name of it. Marvel Unlimited Unlimited subscription. So yeah, I've only uh, I just activated it today, so I have nothing to report. Damn it! Well, uh, it, I looked at Daredevil. If you get bored, look it up and see if that's on there because it ended in June. Oh yeah, I will. Run is there. Will. I looked, and it looked like Marvel Unlimited was act. It, it had Age of Ultron, so that gave you some sense of, like, that's fairly recent. But it's supposed to... I, it was my understanding, and there's no concrete data that I could find on it, because it, it keeps changing, and they keep adding stuff to it. But everything Marvel digitizes goes on there, except for news shit. There's a, like, I mean, there is shit. a ton of stuff in there, no mm-hmm. doubt. It's just hard to, like... But you can only have locally on your... 
Device. Last I checked, you could only have six, six locally. issues. Locally. Maybe that got up to twelve. I'm not really but sure. On, but sure. you can read. Does it have a good guided view experience? Or? So the one thing I looked at. So it's hard to gauge whether this was accurate. Or not. I just loaded up the first Daredevil thing I saw, and it was Frank Miller's Daredevil run, uh, and it did not have any guided view from what I could tell. Mm. And the comic displays in this weird, like gigantic white border, so it's mm. not filling the iPad screen. That is weird. And Ooh. when I pinch in. Like, it won't keep that as I scroll the pages. It just, like, I, I used it for four seconds, and I'm like, this mm. UI is garbage, and I hate it. But uh, thanks anyway. Dang, you got an <laughs> Ultron figure out of it. Uh, Presumably? They never asked where to send it. So that I asked you your address. Didn't I type it in? No. No? Well, someone will get it. It might come here. We'll see. Mm. Uh, it's a cool Ultron figure, though. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it should be pretty cool, because there's, there, I mean, there's... I'm gonna but guess just sequ- you sequential fart. You buying all these collections? I That's what I was hoping. I, it was a bunch of old stuff, but I didn't see much of that. I, I have to. Dip. I would guess you have to go digging for it. Yeah, because I'm like, like kind of like Netflix now, which I will only take thirty seconds to bitch about because it only shows the newest, most popular things there. I'm like, I know you have High Noon in here. <laughs> you got to dig for it. You gotta know I just can't scroll for it. Well, Brett, do you have just one pick? For- uh, I mean, it's it's lame only because I mean, like I've said, I've been trying to branch out and failing. Uh, Animal Man's really the only DC success Wait, story I have. But oh, go sorry, go ahead. Um, but I, the thing I guess I'm surprised that I've loved as much as I have and have read every issue and and like every time it comes out is all new X Men. The idea of the, the time tra- yeah, it's the such a of, dumb idea. The idea of the six and they're still here, and the idea mm-hmm. of the '60s X Men coming—it's like that's a dumb maybe one off or a, a mini series or a storyline, and like. How do you have an ongoing? But they've actually done it so well that I never read a lot of X-Men comics in my life. Like, I just not... I, I like the cartoon. I like the character design and the toys and the look of all of it. But I never really read many of the comics. Mm-hmm. And then now, I don't know. They've interwoven these storylines between Uncanny, All New, uh, and just X-Men. And I, I I'm not even reading Wolverine and the X-Men. but It's, it's the best. It is wonderful, and I'm sure it's great. But yeah, yeah very I, funny. I'm I, based on how much I love everything else. I'm sure it's good. I just for some reason I just never bought into it. And I well, I can't, but it's like they've right. made this great status quo, and then the inhumanity thing actually ties into it. And it's weird that I actually really like the Inhumans. Like I actually have kept up on a lot of that stuff. So the idea that those worlds are going to start crossing is also really cool. Mm. Um, just for whatever reason, Uncanny has been good too. But there's something about all new that's like. As crazy as X-Men gets and how easy it is for that shit to go off the rails, uh, there's having this constantly anchored thing of here's five people who shouldn't be here is one thing. Each issue you can go like, okay, that's that's what's going on in this one is these people are here and they don't think they should be. Mm-hmm. Some of them want to stay. Jean Grey realizes the crazy monster she's going to become and doesn't want to do that and everyone hates her already prematurely for it. Like there's this... Her and Beast make out. Her and Beast make out. Uh, there's just all kinds of neat little things and I mean... It's also this nice paring down of the craziness of X-Men, where for yeah. a longest time, when I got back into comics in 02 and 03, I'm like, what's going on with the X-Men? And I looked at the... main no fucking... And I'm like, I don't know who any of these characters are. I don't understand a single thing that's happening. I read one issue, and I'm like, what? Who well, because are all- Bendis is a new writer coming to it, I think he gives a lot of freshness to Well, it. I think Astonishing X-Men also helped, because that was like... And, oh, and, the Whedons? Yeah, and yeah. I mean, it was just Whedon writing, but it was like this team of characters I get. And then when they started Uncanny and All New, it's more or less that same team, but like, hey, here's Magic and the Stepford Cuckoo, Cuckoos are still here, but mm-hmm. 
I don't know. It was just way more, way easier to get in, get into. So I've been enjoying that. Awesome. All right. How come nobody, none of us said Superior Spider-Man? Well, I felt that way with that saying. I mean, well, it's yeah. it though. It, but I know we all talk about it. Come on, let's. It's, it's my it's, favorite no. continuity. It's the one I can't. I can't wait for the trade-off. But any all, other superheroes are reading it concurrently. No, I, I, that's, I, that's yeah. not happening with any other. Comic. I think it's only because, much like <laughs> I, Hawkeye, where I've I've come to expect liking it every time it shows up. But it should be acknowledged for twenty thirteen. It, it, it hit really hard every issue. It had a great year. Like it's been until it started in twenty thirteen. It started in January. So yeah. I mean, so. I think if we were choosing Cape Crisis's comic of the year, that would be it is that yeah probably and it would suck because we'd all be embarrassed that we didn't it, well, read anything cooler. It's, no, it's not. Well, yeah, I read. You should definitely check out, let me suggest, like, uh, Comics Alliance and Onion AV Club. Mm-hmm. Both have great comic book lists, especially mm-hmm. to go outside of the superhero norm, which we don't do. And it, it introduced me to a lot of stuff I missed this year. That uh, I do do that, but it. I realize it's been, like, fucking five months since I've gone out of the yeah. Cape Crusader realm. I you rarely do, only when it's a writer I know, like Brubaker doing the criminal stuff. But that's what Cape Crisis does to you, man. You get, you get two inside. Two <laughs> into it. All right, so... Uh, next week's question of the week, we're not going to answer it because let's just we'll do the same thing as we did this time because it's definitely a New Year topic, which is what are you looking forward to in 2014 for mm-hmm. comics? And so that's the answer to this week's answer that in the forums for this week's episode question. And we're not we're going to reply to it in the new year. We will have another episode uh, for the rest of the year, uh, one last episode for this year, but. That's kind of a more of a filler episode or a, le- a special. E- filler is a bad way to put it. Special. Yeah, Hank. It's special episode, but one where we're not going to answer your forum questions. So, uh, any plugs? Um, laser time, baby. We got Christmas. Got a Christmas still going. Up. We got it's uh, an it's an antidote Christmas episode. Did did you guys see the episode? When it, uh, just on the on the website. Sorry, no. uh, I know I saw it. It has Django on the front, but it was supposed to be the antidote to Christmas stuff. We've had, I would say, killer Christmas themed episodes the last couple of years. Hank, you've been a part of that. I know we did like we did one that's just a VG Empire episode about yeah. Christmas special music, mm. which just seems unlistenable to me. But I had fun doing. I it. remember I was in the living room while you guys were recording it and just hearing you guys hum and sing for like an hour. <laughs> like, what is happening? Uh, so this year, I'm not doing Cartoon Christmas, so I'm not inundated. So I want to give an antidote to that, and I went and looked at shit. This is kind of a, movies that came out on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Django Unchained is a. There's no more Christmas movie than Django Unchained. It came out on December 25th. Yeah. yeah. So don't look any of this up because it's really easy to do. But uh, <laughs> December 25th had just become a film release. It was day. to quiz Michael and Diana, who see not only a ton of films, but Diana is a Jew. So, and a film nerd. I, she she loves to call me. No, no, so I, I remember that. Uh, well, it used to be the stereotype was that, that uh, while Gentiles mm-hmm. were at home celebrating Christmas, Jewish people would go out and see movies. And but now everybody. Sees meanwhile, movies Hollywood on Christmas. has been releasing some of its most notable films every year on Christmas Day. And Diana, being a giant film fan, I would guess is in the theater every year. Mm-hmm. I pretty Christmas much see a movie every Christmas. I, I don't. It's not a tradition in our family. Well, I just meet up with a couple of my friends, mm-hmm. and we like we've done it. Do we've we're, we all we're all familyed up by seven o'clock that night, and it's like, all right, let's go see a movie, and then eat it at Denny's, and yep. invariably yep. that is where we will be. Who burrito, baby? That's uh, all. Oh, and and, and we and uh, the time to get the commentaries um, right, right now by a donation. Only a couple days left, but we got Batman Returns, Gremlins, and if you donate over a $5 minimum, you get Gremlins free throw to there for nothing. 
Yeah, so you hate what you want. Home Alone is the other one. What did I say? Gremlins twice. Gremlins twice. So, you just yeah. love Gremlins that much. That I, I keep Basically, saying it. That episode is like it, it's. Uh, you don't. You don't actually need to watch the movie. We talk so much about yeah, behind the scenes of Gremlins. I, I like those. And only at the, the very end do we like sit and like watch the movie and respond to it. Yeah, uh, those are on LazyTime sh- Lazy dot com. Mm-hmm. You right corner, you'll see Batman Returns logo and mm-hmm. Michael Keaton's mug. Five bucks gets you all three. It's about five hours of uh, of I'd say more content. Six hours maybe of content. Uh, five bucks. Uh, and if you check your spam filter, all that stuff for the redemption of those things, because they're a Google Drive, a file yes, that we yes. share. I don't know how to reiterate that enough. You've all been sent this, and many of you have sent, I can't see it, check your spam junk mail folder. I assure Helpful you, you have all been taken care of. And also there's uh, lasertime.bandcamp.com, mm-hmm. the S.H.I.E.L.D. commentaries from Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, first, five episodes. first five episodes, we did commentary on those. Those are on Bandcamp now, where you can just buy them, no, mm-hmm. no further hassle. Um, we'll probably put other stuff there, and I've, I'm gonna try to do some stuff with that chan- with that s- site as well. Uh, VGEmpire.com is my plug. You should do more Shield commentaries because I don't want to. Well, people have asked, and I mean the show. It actually, I've, I've I caught up now. I've watched up to the end, and it actually has a nice little cliffhanger. I wonder ending. if it really will go for one whole season or for more than one season now. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, also, don't forget Cheap Popcast. Uh, we're going to have a new one of those, or maybe already do. And new Video Game Apocalypse? Just a qu- uh, oh, yeah, that too. Video Game Apocalypse. But I was yeah. going to say that I guest starred on this week's episode of Retronauts. Fuck, yes, I forgot about that. Where I talk uh, with uh, a couple other, with Dave from Rudden of the Cheap Popcast, but also the Ray Barnholt and uh, Bob Mackey of Retronauts. And... Former EGM wow, wrestling wow, guy, former EGM wrestling guy, uh, Michael Donahoe, mm-hmm. and we talked for over two hours about the history of wrestling video games. And God, it was fun. Where so else are you going to hear that, baby? Nowhere. Not, not on this website. Uh, love the Retronauts. Yeah, re- Retronauts are great. But anyway, so. I might have an episode coming up on there, too. Until next week, and by next week, I mean next year. Uh-oh. No, next week. There'll be something else. You're right. All right. Wait, all right. Ruin it until next. Turn, until next year. Turn off the door. Excelsior. Excelsior.